Hello, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast, the Arizona Craft Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. I hope you're having a great day. Hope you're having a great week, month. For me right now, it's April 27th, and you may be listening to it on the same day or not. I don't know. Maybe you're listening to it on the same day, date, but maybe 2022. Who knows? Doesn't matter. You're here listening. Thank you for joining. I really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Um, This episode, we... I talked with Josh down at Flying Bassett, down in Gilbert. We did a beer, and it's going to be out this Friday, April 30th. Haka Shakalaka. It's a session hazy with all New Zealand hops, and it's delicious. Josh killed it on this beer. Really, really excited for this. And we're going to be uh, giving a percentage of the proceeds back to my man, Jonathan Jones of Smoke and Hope. Um, just doing awesome awesome things before we get into that though uh thank you guys so much for the support with a taste of az magazine you guys have been awesome these things are flying off the shelves and if you want to make sure you're always getting it go to a taste of az.com that is a taste of az.com up the top click free magazine and subscribe send it to your friends and family anybody you know that might be interested in a free magazine all about arizona food and beverage send them the link spread the word really appreciate you guys uh july issue uh will be the next issue coming out so as long as you're signed up within a certain amount i think it's like two or three weeks before um that date when they get shipped it'll go right to your house so pretty sweet now let's jump into this one okay josh is just an awesome dude met him a few years ago when he was work working at helton and we decided we were going to do this beer and really excited about it so let's jump into this one right now so anything you say offensively will be recorded (sighs) (laughs) oh shit man dude josh archuleta i always call you josh and nobody calls you josh it seems like yeah um i would say most of the people know me as archie yeah um in the industry that is sure Uh, most jobs that i've had i've always been known as archie okay in high school i was known as archie um the name came like Archuleta, yeah. Archie. Um, you look like Archie too, right? A yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just came with like the nickname came out in just the fact that, well, especially in my hometown, there was a lot of Archuletas. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then there there was another Josh Archuleta in like my class, and there was like two Robert Archuletas yeah. and like an Isaiah Archuleta. So it just came down to like goodness and <laughs> how do you differentiate two, yourself well two of the roberts were in our deal and like uh, some of our track coaches and football coaches were like they, they would get out archuleta and everybody would like, turn around like, oh, which one you know and so <laughs> which one yeah, yeah. so yeah. out of nowhere someone was like you're you're archie and and you're archuleta and you're robert yeah so, you got archie yeah nice and, cool. so it's and it's just stuck since then well archie cheers buddy Th- this beer that you made right here is fantastic i appreciate it um so we're here today to talk about this specific beer called which is actually really fun to say yeah haka shakalaka haka shakalaka right (laughs) (laughs) yes so dude i'm i'm excited we're going to talk about the beer in a minute um but but first so you you talked about where you grew up are you you're not from arizona originally right no i've uh uh, i was 
pretty much native my whole life to New Mexico, Roswell primarily. So okay. I'm from from Alien Town, man. You Was know? it weird? No, I mean, it seemed like any other town. It's just you know you drive around like if you're driving around downtown, there's just like alien heads everywhere. Like there's street <laughs> lamps. Like you know you go down Gilbert, and it's like they just have these like nice decorative little you know. Street lamps. Yeah. They just look basic. No, nope, you go down Roswell, and it's like a street lamp with an alien head. Ah, um, they played the, that up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely it's big tourism. That's like where it's at. And then um, the uh, the McDonald's side of things over there, like the McDonald's looks like a – the playground looks like a huge spaceship. Ah. And then the Dunkin' Donuts there, there's a huge alien outside. It's like, <laughs> I mean – it's huge, man. It's yeah. huge. It's, it's the like the alien capital of the world, I guess you could say, when it comes to tourism and what's going on. And That's why I think it would be weird. It's not so much like what's going on like with the people that live there, but like the people you attract. Yeah. You know? And, and it's people from all over the world because they're like, oh, my God, something crashed here in like 1947 yeah. and blah, blah. And you're just like, well, I mean – the museum's right there. Like you can like go <laughs> check it out. You know, they have you, guys, have you guys seen aliens? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't. You know, you don't. It's kind of one of those things you take for granted. You yeah, know, like you yeah. don't. You don't think it's like I love ancient aliens. Like I'll watch that show yeah. all the time. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. I just love like the thought of like you know something's out there. Yeah. But, um, well, recent news too has 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 shown us that uh, shit's more real than we when we think. Yeah, there's all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff out there. You yeah. never know. Yeah. And so I think it's just like that's the fun of it. Um, but when you grow up in Roswell, it's like people are always like, oh, man, dude, like you got to see aliens. Oh, yeah, man, like everywhere. <laughs> Homeboy came over for a barbecue last week. It was great. Like, you know, um, it was pretty out of this world. It's a good time, you know. And, and, and then they're just like, really? You know, and like, no, man, like I've never seen one. Yeah. All I've seen. But it, it's cool. Like they do a lot of um, – they have like a like a uh, lot of different like festivals and like local things and like the whole town, the whole downtown strip. And it's not very big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the whole downtown strip <laughs> is all alien themed. There's alien this, alien that. So when you come in to like my hometown, everything is like just aliens. Yeah, you know. And it's yeah. it's it's fun. It's cool. Like if you've never been there and you, I don't know. Like it's not a big town, so there's not a lot to do. But just driving through and seeing all the stuff like if you if you're not used to seeing that or sure. you haven't been a part of that yeah. or you may, like you just maybe you just like alien stuff yeah. like it is a really <laughs> interesting place to be and see and um but there's also a lot of stuff around my hometown that's super cool too like you know hunting fishing and, and hiking and that's how you um, grew up too right you're yeah very yeah. and i think that's what attracted me ultimately i wanted opportunity when i graduated i wanted opportunity um i was not going to get that in my hometown because a small town it's like you know, you're either going to do like farming or you're going to work, um, you know, at a dairy. We're out like we're the southwest dairy capital of the world there. So it's like, you know, you're going to work for a dairy. You're going to be on a farm. You're going to alien Wendy's. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. slanging those, you know, those gal- galactic burgers out the <laughs> out the drive through window. Yeah. Like it's a good time. Um, but I wanted opportunity and the schools that I wanted to go to, they didn't have the courses. So I had moved. Um, out of state to start at the Art Institute okay. and start my graphic design career. And in start, Phoenix here? Is that I started in Indianapolis. Oh, gotcha. Weird okay. story about how yeah. I ended in Indianapolis <laughs> and then how I ended up in Phoenix. Weird story. Long story. But I ended up in Phoenix. I transferred schools. Um, 
went through the uh, art institute and primarily just i want to be a graphic designer just because i've always been artistic and creative and i've, I've always wanted to do something more with art um, and i think that's kind of where like i found my passion in some in brewing it's an sure. artistic form you know of yep. some sort you get to express yourself artistically and then also like now like it's weird how like you know 10 15 years later i'm tying in the graphic design side into beer labels yeah and, and, the, and the you know the marketing side of, of a brewery so it's kind of come full circle and it's really cool kind um, of ignited a fire in you too i know you, because you helped me with a couple like ideas that i had I'm like, dude, this will take me seven days just to figure it out how to do yeah. this. You're like, hey, here's four of them. I'm like, sweet. And, like, and for the most part, like the like all the programs, you know, you go into, I mean, think about how often an iPhone uh, generation comes out. Like every six months, it's like iPhone yeah. 12, iPhone, you know, SE, 12 and a half, 13, 14. You know, like we're yeah. going to hit like, I don't know, iPhone 56 in probably like the next five years. It's oh, like, yeah. You know, so it's... Epis or iPhone 100 is going to be sweet, dude. I yeah, know it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's going to be... I mean, at some point, they're going to have to, like, start changing the numerical, like, ways yeah. of doing something. So, um, yeah, I mean, you get back into, like, the brewing side, and then you start wanting to design labels and doing this and doing that, and being out of the game graphic design-wise for... 10 plus years yeah. and all of a sudden i pick it up and i'm like wow like i don't even know any shortcuts anymore i don't yeah. know anything about like you know i started off with like cs2 or something like that okay and now we're on like i don't know cs6 or whatever package we're on now and so different layouts. too in that in 10 years dude like absolutely and the and the market's grown for for you know your marketing side of everything has grown so significantly over the uh the past few years that you you really kind of have to like change your perspective on what is what is marketing what is graphic design we went from you know very like a very busy like a lot of color palettes a lot of different layers to now everything's being like very like modern and vectorized okay. sure so yeah. Um, I mean, look at like, um, uh, like Amazon's logo, how it's like transitioned, how like FedEx logos transitioned from like busy to like simple, super simple. And, and, yeah. and, and I feel like that has been a challenge too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I came out to Arizona for opportunity and just being able to do different things and it just continually just got into a position to where i'm sitting here now and everything has come full circle you know and it's yeah. just it's just really weird how everything transitions that way and it all plays a, a piece in it i know we you and i have talked about it. it is like every little thing that comes into play right where it's like all right man i haven't done graphic design in 10 years but now that you know we've got this operation going I can save money because I can tap back into those things that maybe I thought at some point I wasn't going to use again, you know, and, and it's all piece of the, of building us up, you know? Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Um, I'm kind of one of those people, like I question everything. I've noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I question everything and, um, questioning everything often leads to figuring out everything for sure. yourself, yep. whether that's, you know, good or bad. Um, and kind of you know when i was brewing at helton i didn't have to necessarily be the creative edge mm -hmm. i didn't have to be the marketing edge i didn't have to be the social media edge 
I was going into work and I got to focus on product specifically. Yeah. So everything like I'd go in, you know, and Rob would be there brewing. He'd be like, all right, man, like I'm about to knock out, you know, let's get ready to mash in. And like I had somebody like leading that show. And then whenever I had left Helton to kind of start on my own venture with the previous corporation I was working with, I was going to be like my own independent contractor for them for training and traveling and doing certain things. Yeah. And on a whim out of nowhere, like I just kind of was sitting in here talking with the owner and all of a sudden and it's like, hey, Bassett. yep. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we, we, we need a part-time guy. Like I need somebody to come in and help me like transfer. And I'm like, cool, man. Like, all right. Like I can have my own business on the side and then I can like part-time help and still have my foot in the industry. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and I had really not known too much about like flying Bassett in general before that. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. Like, so I did a couple interviews with uh, their current, the GM that was here at the time. And then I got hired on and it started out very part-time and, and it was great. Yeah. And then obviously COVID hit. And then once we had actually resumed brewing operations here, it transitioned to where, okay, like we need to like really get a whole, like we just need to scratch everything prior to this date start this date and when we start this date how are we going to like advance financially how are we going to advance brand wise um how are we going to advance marketing wise you know like your brand is like what you're all about and marketing sure. is like the short term of you know drawing attention and getting people involved but like ultimately your brand is like your people like your four walls like your values your core right yep so we had to completely like redesign, rebrand, shift our recipes, shift our production, um, and that has been insanely aggravating as well as um, very, very like it'll put you in a place of just like understanding and and really appreciating what you have. Sure. So we started out with okay, like. Everything's moving the packaging. So, man, let's get a canning line. And, and awesome, the awesome guys over at Mobile Canning West have, like, really helped us, like, fill the gap. Yeah. And then they, they still fill the gap with, like, our supply and demand of, like, labels and cans and everything else. Like, so hats off to those guys. They've done a great job of, like, supporting us to make sure we're not skipping a beat. And that's been beneficial, too. Um, and then we got a canning line. And then, you know, like, in the midst of all that... Um, our owner signed with ABC and when Which ABC, is Arizona, uh, Arizona beer. beer insider distributor out here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And when that happened, everything like just transitioned even like faster. It's like, Oh, yeah. we need this. We need this. We need this. Holy moly. <laughs> um, so in an effort to kind of like grasp onto everything, um, you know, we brought my wife on and she has been basically the core of our financial support and like payroll and, She's kind of like HR and everything all in one. Yeah. And then I'm leading all the production side of it. So, you know, from the graphic design aspect to the marketing, the social media, brewing, uh, it's kind of like the one-man show on that side. And then she's leading everything while the owners are able to then focus financially on, like, their other jobs yeah. to basically maintain whatever. And then, you know, COVID, the, the nice thing, 
you know, with everything that we've dealt with is COVID has been more of a rebirth for us. Sure. Then it has. So we've tried not to take it as a negative, like, yeah, we were shut down, but like, how can you come in every day and look at something and, you know, whether it's changing a beer or serving a beer or, you know, um, selling a four pack to go or sending it to the distribution center, we're fulfilling something and, and somewhere along the lines, we are making an impact in the community. Yeah. And I think that that mm-hmm. whole thing with rebranding our marketing, um, our social media, everything is we're trying to really like drive appreciation for community because the community is so divided on all facets right now. Mm, sure. That we are developing this community mind first and building this brand around a community, especially the community we have right around here because our Mm -hmm. regulars are so involved in what we do. Yeah. And I believe that that's where, you know, kind of everything transitioned to having your, yours and mine, like eyes relationship just come across and like just meld together. And that's where Haka was born, you know? Yeah. Um, It's been just a, a beautiful progression of community support, what we're trying to do with essentially craft beer because every brewery like anytime you go to a brewery it's so diverse everybody's having a good time you know it's not like a crazy place to be it's just always about good times it is yeah (laughs) do you hear that bird (laughs) it came from the the depths man Uh, but no absolutely dude like that is um that's why i fell in love with 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 craft beer and now i'm seeing that it is more prevalent in food and beverage uh just mm-hmm. in general right is that 100%. is is that is that community aspect to it and um yeah dude i i'm super excited about this beer uh w- w- but before we get into that like let, let's let, let's backtrack a little bit just in a in a quick summary what made where did you transition from graphic design school to getting into brewing because when, when i met you you were at helton Right. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. three, three, four years ago. So w- what made that transition happen? Um, well, when I started, so when I transferred here, I was about a year away from, from graduating. and From Indianapolis. To um, yeah, from Indianapolis to Phoenix. And I was about a year away from graduating with a bachelor's in graphic design. And, and, and my graphic design... I'm very particular about what I want to do, and I was very focused on what I wanted to do. So I didn't want to be, like, I didn't want to be designing, like, Target logos and Instagram, like, logos, right? I didn't want any of that, like, and I didn't want to be the graphic designer that was putting together magazines and books and websites. I specifically wanted to and was tailoring my degree to um, video games. Okay. And primarily still-imaged um graphic design so like let's say you're playing i don't know um call of duty everybody mm-hmm. knows that right yep when it's at the loading screens like in between stuff or you know what grand theft auto would be even a better one you know when it's loading and you have like the still images as the loading bar is going across yeah and then it like every once in a while it rotates into another one but it's like a scene yeah i want it to be the person comic book it's yes. comic book frames. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I wanted to be doing that specifically. Yeah. And I wanted to specifically do that with automotive video games. God damn, that's specific, man. So, <laughs> like, that's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, Forza, <laughs> um, like, MotoGP, 
I didn't want to like I didn't want to do anything that was like a guy swinging a baseball bat. I didn't know. I like no. I don't want to draw a baseball bat. I don't want to like have some guy like you know mid run in a football game. No. I wanted like someone kicking like the back end of a 350Z completely sideways and I wanted to draw it and then sketch it digital format it and then do all the after effects and I wanted to also go into the music side for the screenplay on there so I wanted uh. to be multifaceted the market just not there man I'm not gonna lie it's just yeah. not there like <laughs> they're like no like you're gonna be the one guy that's gonna be sitting in the corner pissed off and I was like alright well and, and this the, is already like three years in three plus years into it I'm, I'm about two years in at this point okay and I'm yeah. just like I'm just over it yeah so while I was going to school I had started working for Dave and Buster's and Dave and Buster's was now mind you I was not a beer person okay. I was a scotch bourbon guy this time just wanted to party right yeah so then Dave and Buster's in um, up at Desert Ridge Marketplace right next door is a rock bottom okay well coming that I'd lived in Indiana for a brief period of time I became a Colts fan yeah I know shame on me right everybody tells me yeah. um, no, I don't even care I love them, man. So <laughs> I, they had, they actually had like Coors Light there, but it was in bottles. So I, here I am walking in to go watch a Colts game, ask for a Coors Light bottle. Cause at, they Rock Bottom yeah, at Rock Bottom Brewery. At Rock Bottom Brewery. Ryan Helton's there and he's wow. giving me like the, what in the hell are you doing, man? You know, like, so I got to know Brian basically through that and they like basically developed all of my like craft like love for craft beer, like wow, this is actually good. This is not terrible. Whoa! From and, from no experience in it, yeah. To, and it was yeah. you know like Brian was always really good about just coming out and like explaining and hey hey man how you doing and you know just being just being like a he cool would guy. Know, you know? Like so he's in the brewing area and then, yeah, and he'd walk around the corner. What's up, man? How you doing? Yeah. You know, like kind of like how Brian is now. Like he yeah. hadn't changed. Yep. And um, so he's like, I got like this guy dropped off this book, and I think I think you're the the perfect guy to have it. Well. It was a homebrewing book. Uh, Here he hands me his homebrewing book, man, and the bug was the, the there goes the sting, right? Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, like I, I can't have a relationship to save my life because all I want to do is just like brew and uh, taking over the house and doing this and doing that, and and that but was. This is cool. why you're at Dave and Buster's, right? Yeah, and you so, were doing you were doing things like you you're you're a very mechanically uh, inclined, talented person. So uh, I appreciate. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> was that the so, right way to yeah. say that? I think, um, yeah. So I was, what I was doing there was I started from like the ground up, right? It was like just like a, an arcade technician, and that transitioned into being like more like involved in the in the game repair side so like senior game technicians and then i worked my way to an amusement manager and then a senior amusement manager which had i was basically a regional guy so i would travel and train and open new stores and do all this stuff and it was all basically building maintenance low voltage technician work um fabrication uh, like light general contract work like yeah um, you know, You're like fixing shit. Absolutely. You're shit I was the work. guy yeah. that like, but we also did a lot of networking solutions cause we didn't hire any outside companies to do anything other Everything than was like, internal with them. yeah, except for like the kitchen or the HVAC units. It's kind of like, Hey, we have like a company that does like their maintenance, but otherwise if something broke, it's like, Hey man, like this is down, you got to fix it. Yeah. So I was like the fix it guy. I was like the, Oh man, like, you know, a and B didn't work. Touch C Josh will run, you know, like, yeah. um, <laughs> So I did that for quite some time and, and, and honestly just got burnt out. 
yeah. of chasing the the dollar, the ladder, the you know, I had two phones, five emails, like uh, took yeah, away time yeah. from my kid, my family and everything else. And I just could never make the transition to a brewer because I mean, we all know it, like brewers just don't make a lot of money. Yeah. You do it more out of like passion than anything. And I, you know, like at when when Marshall had started opening Simple Machine, he was kind of like transitioning out of Helton. They had approached me and was like, hey, man, like, you know, you've been volunteering and doing time and doing this and doing that. Let's, you know, like, what do you think? Could you make it work? And I shot him a number and they're like, hey, man, like w we can make that work, you know, full time doing this. And I was like, OK, so, yeah, the wife and I were like, all right, man, like we're going to we're going to make the jump. Yeah. And I did that for I think I was there like actually like on salary, like for, you know, like a about a year and a half. And then in that year and a half, we had bought a house out here in Gilbert because it was just we wanted to be in my kid's school district and all that stuff. Sure. And driving like 40 miles one way to work was just not financially smart so no. that's when i had transitioned out to hey i'm gonna go back to like my own individual like be a contractor for myself and then still work with the corporation i was working for previously which started to work out and yeah. then like i just randomly walked in here and that was like the part-time gig and then everything just shut down so it's yeah. like okay like you go from like kicking off your own thing to still being a part of the industry that you love to all of a sudden like you're non-essential yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh okay well let's let's uh you know like the first in case couple you were ever wondering yeah whether or not you're essential in this world or not yeah don't not. work in the service industry um <laughs> so it, it it just you know but uh, again like the rebirth of this place we've like re reworked the tap room we've re organized and changed and you know we've obviously we've added like this huge cold box and a canning line and were you signed with a distributor like you're you're like every yeah. every facet of the game is is being elevated well like, and, and it's funny you know um like mike our sales guy he's you know he'll tell you like you know most people yeah, say hi mike that guy hey, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. working hard labeling those cans over there nice work buddy <laughs> yeah shut up mike <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> Hey, I'm, uh, I'm on your side, yeah. Mike. Don't let this guy oh, talk man. shit, man. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's funny. I don't know like, if that was on purpose. Yeah. Uh, Josh is very, uh, very clean, clean person, and I just put like my tripod on the tabletop, and you were like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I'm putting. You give me. So, uh, just a quick story. Keep that thought. Yeah. Quick story is uh, we're we're putting cans through the canner. And you go to give me three cans to put stickers on, and I want to put my fingers in the cans to make them easier yeah. to carry. It's a very like server bartender move, you know. It like is. You just yeah. did like a buster, you know. You yeah. walked over to the table, and like that should be a big no-no, anyways, because you never know like what you know germ someone has in yeah. their mouth, and you go like stick your fingers in there, and then like you're, I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You like pull them away yeah. from me. You get like a front kick, and don't, it, it worked. Don't it worked. touch it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see that. When, when, we're, when we're in the cut, man, there's no like, no. You just uh, -uh. you no, got no. to. But also, that's a that's a that is a thing that um, is very crucial in in brewing and and just food and beverage in general is yeah. cleanliness. Like cleanliness, it, yeah. sanitation. Um, hey, you keep you tell me. I want you to. You got 20 seconds to tell me about your pitch with uh, cleanliness because I'm gonna go get another can. 20 seconds. Oh, man. Because I can still hear you. You ready? Yeah. Go. 
Well, man, my uh, approach to cleanliness is sanny, 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 sanny. <laughs> well, one one good thing is you know, and, and I what, and I'll, I'll tell you right now, man. The biggest thing, the the biggest annoyance with sanitizer, especially in the world we live in today, is sanitizer doesn't clean; it sanitizes. All right. Wait, what? Sanitizer doesn't what? It doesn't clean, right? You need clean. Yeah, you so like you still have to wash your hands before you sanitize. Uh, like you can't sanitize dirt. Dirt's still that's dirty. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of times you'll be talking to somebody and they're like, well, well like, okay, like you're 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 running a CIP, like, okay, what's that doing? And then you're running an acid cycle, what's that doing? Well, why do you have to sanitize it now? Like, okay, well, I've removed all the organic, and then I removed the inorganic, and now I'm gonna sanitize. Yeah. So it, it just it cracks me up because like <laughs> my kid the other day, she had a she got a, a, a bath and body worship gift card, and she was yeah yeah, and she was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna get sanitizer I'm like okay well do you want some soap too no, I'm, I got sanitizer, <laughs> and you do like the you know and it's like you gotta remember she's nine you know and you're like baby girl you have to wash your hands for you have to get the dirt off, then you sanitize and she's That's like true. <gasps> Oh, so I still have to wash my hands? Yes. Yes, you do. So she just got sanitizer by then. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't care. She's it, like, it was like the fun little thing, you know, like all the other kids at school have like their backpacks on and they got the you know the little things that go yep. over and you stick the sanitizers in. But anyway, she got like, I don't know, my kids got sanitizer. Yeah. She, she's legit sanitizer. <laughs> yeah. good stuff. But so. I've noticed that, man. You, and you got to be. Like you got to be because uh, like when it comes down to like you're very specific about how you want a beer to taste, right? And if you don't, <laughs> check all those boxes you could have the best recipe in the world but if your shit's all dirty and like you're getting infected whatever it's not good 100 percent um you know and and that was one like like one of the best things i think one of the greatest things i've learned i learned when i was at helton was brian was always talking about ph and you know at first when i was like okay i just heard like ph like just check ph what's ph what's ph where's ph at yeah ph you know and like I, 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 you know, as an assistant brewer, because every, not everything's on your shoulders, right? It's like, sure. you know, you have your owner that's coming at you and being like, what's the pH on that? Like, you know, um, you generally just tell them like, oh, you know, the pH is this and, and you move on, right? You yeah. don't think about it. Um, and he and only addresses it if he's concerned about it, right? No, get- just, I mean, some, I mean, it was, it was interesting, man. Like I could be doing something perfectly like just, I could be doing it like perfect. Yeah. And he still come over and question something. Yeah. What are you doing, man? What you got going on? Uh, and it throws you off. You know, you think like, oh, shit, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, but he just relatively, he'll poke his head in and just want to know like where you're at in your process, what you're doing. He'd like every once in a while, he'd walk over and like he would check on my brewing sheets and see like where my, you know, like my runoff was and pH on that. And then, hmm, you know, he'd walk away and you'd be like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, <laughs> Dad just scoped my brewing sheet. Like, holy damn, you know. And then the rest of the day, you're thinking about it. Like, goodness, because he didn't say anything. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and that's just how Brian was. Like, yeah. he, you know, sometimes he'd come over and he have like, like, you know, really good conversation because he'd be in like a mood to educate you on something. Sure. Like, you know, like, hey, tell me about this. And like, well, why? And I could ask Brian and Rob anything, and they were just always like very like open to. And I and I did. I probably had more questions. God, I, I could see, I dude. I questions. could imagine. I could because well, I like. I'm one of those people that like. Okay, like the wheels turning right. 
well, why is it turning right? Mm-hmm. You know, so and, then, and, then, and then all of a sudden I'm like, well, is it is it a perfect circle? Is it an oval? Yeah. What's what <laughs> like what's the pressure in the tire? Like, what kind of tire do you got on that? You know, I'm yeah. like that kind of person. Um, so or you know, like someone walks up and they're like, hey man, this thing like, you you you, you need 12 volts to this circuit. Well, why do you need 12? Could you get away with nine and a half? But nine and a half does that create more resistance, less resistance? What's going on? You know, yeah. I, I was always like that, and that's just how my mind works. So I was always asking questions like, hey, man, why do we carb it to this? Why do we carb it to that? Like, yeah. Um, OK, like, where do you want like a finishing pH? How do you control finishing pH? Like what's the like the proper like pH of like a mash for dry or sweet and like this and that? And like the same thing with salts. I asked so many questions about salts. Oh, my good Lord. <laughs> why, why do you think pH, like why was pH something that he that he focused on? A it's lot? just why is it's the... it's very important. You know, like pH is going to like like. So the like the pH of your water when you is going to, you know, like a lot of like if you're brewing like a lager, you know, a lot of guys want like a really soft water profile on your, yeah. your you can tell like a lot just based on your pH. Okay. Um, and like your TDS, which are total dissolved solids, which our filter here, like I can walk up and click and it'll give me like a live read out of that. So that's super cool. Uh, nice. Um, instead of having to use like a TDS meter. So. Then like, but then you get into the mash and it's like, okay, like you have like a, you know, like you want to be within like a certain range. And if you're like above or below that could have an adverse ref, ref, um, reaction to like how that beer is going to be based on like the enzymatic reactions. Okay. And then like your kettle pH plays a big thing. So once you're all the way sparging into the kettle, well, your sparge, obviously, you know, you could have like X amount, like. Let's say that you're not like you're just using like a clean RO water going into your sparge. Obviously, you're pretty neutral. And then as your like your runoff is going into the kettle, you're paying attention to the runoff pH because once you get up like close to six, then you can start like leaching tannins and polyphenols and things that you don't want. So you want to watch out for that because you might start with a low pH, but now you're putting a higher pH water over the top. And that's diluting, right? And bringing the sugars down, so it's going to raise the pH slowly. So that's that's a big piece. Then, like on IPAs, you get into the kettle, and do you want a like a rounded, soft bitterness, or do you want like a harsh, astringent bitterness? Yeah. Well, that's why like a lot of brewers add kettle salts to their actual kettle, ah. and and that will help implement some of those aspects to like balancing, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, and then once it, you know, then you, then you knock it over to the fermenter for fermentation. It's like, okay, well, I knocked out. My pH was 5.4, right? Like, let's just say that's where it's at. Well, then you've already done a cell count. You've pitched your yeast. You've done all this stuff. There's a, a lag time before fermentation begins because you're having a respiratory up intake and your, your, your yeast are consuming oxygen so they can then do their thing. Yeah. So there's like a lag time, right? And then... From the time, like, so that, like, by, like, day two, you know, about, like, 12 to, like, 24 hours in, usually it's about 18 hours in or whatever, you start seeing some good activity. Well, your pH. Activity meaning, like, it, like your fermentation, yeah. Bubbles so, like, on the, on, on the blow-off bucket, you're starting to see, like, bloop, 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 yeah. you know, like, going. You can hear that. That's what's cool, man. You oh, can hear it. that that's shit. Like, yeah. that's, that's just the sound of, like, just pure gold sometimes. That's, that's the sound of life, literally, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I always, I always. I always tell everybody that's that's the yeasty boys dropping a new album. Yeasty, hell yeah, dude! So, They're consistent too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, and 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 then you know you want to make sure that like obviously, um, if your yeast was unhealthy, 
and like let's say you didn't take a ph of your yeast before like during your cell count you didn't take a a sample like a ph sample to like see where your yeast was sitting ph wise prior and yeah. you know there's could be all kinds of things but then you know you pitch and then you would want to see a drop because your your finishing product should be like around four two to like four six let's say so you're gonna see a, a drop like on on most of our house strains that we use when we drop into like the high croissant stage where it's just really starting to roll, it's about like four point like seven five four eight. So you've taken a significant drop. Yeah. And then as fermentation continues, and your you know your diacetyl rest, or if you dry hop, that's going to alter alter your pH. So you can really see where your beer is finishing. And it's like yeah. okay, like if I was targeting like a four point four finish pH, now my pH is in like the three point eight. It's like probably got an infection. Yeah, but if my pH is, if all of a sudden it starts rising, then that could be like your you know your eat your yeast is like basically consuming itself, and then you end up with some kind of like pepperoni beer because uh-huh. it's like just dude, you have um, no idea how positive of a memory of a, of a thought that gave me. I know yeah, you're trying to hit like something negative, the, but I'm like fucking pepperoni. I love pepperoni. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, that's it. What do you mean by pepperoni um, beer? Like, uh, well, like like uh, like almost like a potted meat kind of thing, you know? Like like when yeast, uh, it's called like autolysis. Okay. Um, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's kind of a weird name to like pronounce sometimes. But basically, they're 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 poor. They're like poor health, okay. and they will basically like it's like they eat each other, you know. Yeah. It's like And and that is going to transition to like just terrible off flavors. Yeah. And basically, yeah. if that happens, it's like, dude, you're just gonna dump that beer. You, and you should. Yeah. Right. Like, that's you a, that's, can't. Like you, you, sh- you should you, dump it. You yeah. just absolutely can't save it. So, pH. What I learned with pH was like pH, like from start to finish, pH. Like you can tell so much about your product based on the pH in every single stage of and, and I think pH plays such a huge role for me I don't know about other brewers but for me and what I learned at Helton is played such a huge role in keeping our beers as consistent as possible yeah yeah so you know like we we um we don't have a silo or anything we're all bagged malt so you know your your malt analysis yes like we develop our recipes on like a certain analytics but unless you're constantly checking, you never like you know like every one of those bags of malt have a QR code on the bottom of them, so you okay. can constantly be checking like Reports the lot and, and, and yeah. everything else. But yeah. if you're not constantly like just on it with that, you will start to notice different things. Um, and then another you know like uh, like our efficiencies, like just making sure your mill is always dialed in, and um, but getting to know your system first and foremost and it took like a good like three or four months of just brewing just to be like all right like i know it oh, yep yeah, yeah got it that valve <laughs> yeah. can't be open that much like <laughs> right. yeah oh wow well shut that before you disconnect it you know it took a long time and some and 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 a lot of brewing just to figure that stuff out yeah yeah well i mean it's also it's that um the more you document and the more that you keep track of, the more likely you're able to detect where the issue is. Yeah. Right. Like notes, you were saying, notes, like, notes, 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 notes. Yeah. Just absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I write everything down. I mean, if you look at my brewing logs, I've seen the whiteboards uh, back there, man. Like there's whiteboards on whiteboards. Like yeah, there's yeah. a whiteboard that's hanging off of the whiteboard to like tell that. you what the whiteboard whiteboards is. Whiteboards on whiteboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's another um, beer, another beer guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's on yeah. whiteboards. Um, 
Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I write down everything, man. I, pr- I probably go through like a spiral notebook every week. Just, I mean, 70 page, collared ruled, front and back. I'm just. Yeah. I Have write. you always been that way? Yeah. I mean, even before, like, you know, w- w- with jobs and stuff, like as a kid, did you like journal? Did you write or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say like journal or write in the sense of like, you know, Man, how would you even say expressing your feelings and things like that? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't do that. No, I just I don't know. Like I always had a like a running list of what I wanted to do, and I was just I'm very like I was always very analytical with everything, and um, but not to the point where it was like socially awkward or anything. It was just I don't know. Like I just I I just kept track of everything. Yeah. Like, um, I remember having a notebook when I was a kid, and I had like inventory of like my Legos. That's great. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like I think about it sometimes. I'm like, God, dude, dude. that's great though. That um, is good. That is I mean, good. I can tell you how many like you know how many three piece like I need a three blues, red. Yeah, that's a mom's you know? sock drawer. <laughs> and I had um I had a this huge tackle box right, and the you know what the ones you flip out is like two layers that flip out like sideways and all whatever. the folding like uh like it was like a five tier dude this thing, thing was yeah. huge yeah and the bottom of it held all like the square flat things you could build on yeah and then each little spot had all the individual pieces yeah, i was dude. so organized man if you came over to bust out and play legos <laughs> dude what you need you need yeah, a two blue you, yeah, yeah, you need yeah. two blue yeah two by two blue two by yeah. one blue yeah. You need that single blue light for your police car? <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Shit. 12 o'clock on yeah, your, boom, in your boom, direction. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, well, that comes in a really good place. Second in, in row. <laughs> first from the right. <laughs> so I've just always well, been like that, man. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, it's crucial in an industry like this, right? Because especially with what craft beer is, I don't want to say kind of becoming, uh, it's kind of what it maybe should be in this first place which is that community focus right the neighborhood pub like you're the neighborhood spot you know i mean it's cool to have the place that people are traveling you know like oh i'm here from here this is the one place i gotta go i mean there's also the people that are here every day absolutely um 100 like i mean hats off like if you're a hype brewery hats off to you you're doing something and something's got someone's got a hold of it and they love it and people are just eating it up yep hats off like i would not complain if i was in those shoes i'd be like all right you know yeah we'll never knock anybody for like doing something so great that people are like just thriving on it sure um but what's has been interesting from like coming here is we're a brew pub yeah so we have to like balance like beer and food um and obviously like the food side is so critical because you might not come here you might come here for the for the beer yeah but you have to have great food yeah. in order to like keep them here. Sure. And yep. um, bal- like just balancing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID has like really brought so many man um, challenges. Sure. As well as opportunities. I like how you made that real, real like. Yeah. Uh, COVID has been challenging. Yeah. Um, a little bit, you know. It's really got my my underwear a bunch, but. Yeah, yeah. It really <laughs> You're being does. very, very yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. been fucking infuriating, man. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Rob, owner of uh, Flying Bassett here. What'd you say? I second that. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> Hey, actually, you know what? We're going to transition to that, too, is the, the, the bigger picture that you yeah. have in mind, right? Um, 
And, I, I, and it's not just mine. I think it's all of us. Um, you know, when you and I first started talking, um, I can't even really what like what what we had initially like. I don't know what we initially started like chatting about, and then it all of a sudden like blew into like we should do a beer, and then yeah, out of nowhere it. Well, just, you had I well, think yeah, you had an idea. Yeah, you had um, an idea that you want. I don't know how much you that you want to share at this point, but. Oh, that's right. That's that how is, we, yeah. Um, yes, we will save that for another time. Okay. Um, yeah. Exciting, though. Really exactly, exciting, positive yeah. things that you're working on. Some Something in the works that's going to be cool. Um, very, very excited. Um, it's called Haka Shaka Laka. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yes, that transition into like, I believe, yeah, we were, we were like, oh, man, we should, we should brew a beer. Like, this would be great. This is like something that we can put like a cause to and something we can be behind and, you know, really like drive some of the focus of community yeah. first. Well, and I, then that's where it kind of I would say let's backtrack a little bit of how we first like I'd met you at Helton, yeah. but it always seemed like if I was just popping I think you were there the one time I was trying to film myself do something and I <laughs> yeah. hated it, dude. It was like horrible. I'm like cuz I'm I'm real comfortable on a microphone. I'm real comfortable in front of a camera as long as you don't tell me you can't even tell me three words to say and I'm like you know? so I was trying to film myself do like an introduction or something and I just remember you like you didn't say it but you're like what the fuck is this guy doing yeah. <laughs> but now every time I would come into Helton in the back it like you and I would always we'd be sitting there talking for 15 minutes right yeah and, just chatting yeah and I would always I was always one of my skills that Marshall always says you know Marshall from Simple Machine is I have a skill of staying out of people's way right so I can allow you to work I don't have to help as long as I stay out of your way, that's yeah, helping, go, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so that's you and I have uh, we've talked several times over the past few years, but we got reconnected what two months ago, three yeah, months ago. I would say. Um, and I think what it was is you were like, yeah, we were like, yeah, let's, let's do a beer, and you're like, well, I'm getting all these like New Zealand hops. That's kind of yeah. how that I think that was the spark of Haka. Yeah. Oh, it it definitely was. Um, all right, now I'm now it's coming back. Yep, it's like yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. yeah Go you look at your notes, man. Yeah. Where's your notebook? Come on. But I actually, know. yeah, <laughs> we we had, co- we had a conversation earlier that day, and then we were like, well, what would we do? And we're like, well, probably like, you know, like a it's getting hot outside. Session hazy be good. Yep. And then I was at my house later that night. And I texted you and I'm like, man, I got a lot of New Zealand hops. Like. That could be something. You're like, I already got a name. <laughs> I did. Oh, yeah. I think I was whiskey driven. Yeah. <laughs> whiskey driven, which is another beer yeah. name. Whiskey driven. Yeah. Whiskey driven. There you go. <laughs> but no, haka shaka laka. Yeah, like absolutely. It. And that just transitioned from like one step to another. And yeah. um, I've had such a fun time <laughs> just designing that label. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, like, it got you kind of back. I don't want to say it got you back in because you've been doing, you know, a lot of design work uh, at Flying Bassett, but it got you back into it, – it, it ignited something in you. I could tell. Like it, it may, Because I, I'm like, I have some cool ideas, but I don't know how to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I remember we had talked about, like, getting some other artists involved and, um, you know, mm-hmm. we are trying to, like, mm-hmm. stay as, like, cost-effective as possible. And I was like – well, let me throw some ideas out and then, and we'll see. And then I sent you over like a it was just the just the birds by themselves. Yeah. And um you were like, Oh my god, I love it and then <laughs> yeah. and then I'm like, yeah. Well we can't like we gotta like figure out how to tie the label to Arizona and that's where like sure. the desert background came into play and, yeah. and and then obviously the color palette, you know, if you were like 
sitting at your house and you see a sunset, you know, you have like the, the like those really, really pretty like lavender, purple, orange, pinks. And I think that like a lot of the colors on the label like transition across like what we're used to seeing. And yeah, um, but also trying to keep the label as simple as possible while getting, you know, like our like our essentially like our marketing message, like what this beer is about, what yeah. it means. And then like obviously what the beer is, you know, it's a yeah. session hazy with you know, these hops and this ABV and IBUs and just making it a fun, a, a, a fun label, a, a, an awesome beer to just kick by the pool in session. And then, um, you know, something that we haven't mentioned yet. And they, I, he just emailed me back, Joe over at Goodfellas. Yeah, uh, they nice. should be, uh, hopefully they should be ready um, within the next few days, our shirts. Okay. And that's going to be legit. Hell yeah. Um, so. All set for April 30th. That's what we're aiming for, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the 30th. You're on microphone now, Josh. So you, you, you had a little apprehension. I could see you're like, oh, shit, I got to commit on microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My listeners know that, like, whatever I say is not set in stone. Like, there's been several Well, let's, times hope, let's hope this stays set in stone. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, April 3rd is, is our, that's going to be the release for, release for Haka Shakalaka. Yep. Here at Flying Bassett. Absolutely. Ray we Road have, and uh, Cooper. Yes, sir. Um, 720 West Ray Road. Um, Gilbert. Gilbert. I yeah. always get Gilbert Chandler mixed up, man. I well, I, I mean, you, Rob, isn't it right when you cross this street? When you cross Cooper, isn't it Chandler? Yeah. Yeah. So we're literally I like. I bet you I could throw a football to Chandler or <laughs> Gilbert. Yeah, as soon as. I was like, hold on, Chandler. We're really close to Chandler. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you probably could throw a football to yeah. Chandler right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Haka. The da- yes, yes, yes. That's why Mike's here. That yeah, that's why, why Mike's here. That's right. Mike's here. He's, he's that. He's that guy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if, if anybody's wondering like why it's Haka Shakalaka, um, so uh, when Eric had kind of like thrown out like the Haka Shakalaka thing, I was like, oh, all right, let's go. Let's. I'm I'm down. Then I was like, wait, what the hell's a Haka? It's <laughs> Haka. And then you had sent me a video of like uh, the rugby guys. Doing yeah. the Haka, the New Zealand All Blacks, and then yeah. yeah, and then I started like really researching, um, and I believe you pronounce it the Maori. Um, I think yeah, I yeah. believe it's uh, you. I think you pronounce it Maori. Native New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, they are a tribe, native New Zealand, um, very very historical tribe, and they're, you know, they whether like they're showing pride or like challenging or um, celebration, even yeah, celebration. This, yeah. It's they do well there's like a few different dances that you know depict like what they're trying the message they're getting across yeah and you know the rugby players have picked that up and then that kind of like sparked like a worldwide thing and a lot of people don't know about it i didn't even know about it yeah um at the time but it's really cool researching that so the you know haka shakalaka is basically you know like hey this is our ipa to the community and with the community involved, we have a really, really awesome support. We're going to put some support out to a really awesome foundation that's yeah. that's emerging in the Phoenix market. And we're going to kind of cross cross it into the Gilbert and, and hopefully do more and more of this as we move forward. Um, but Smoke and Hope, if you guys haven't heard of them. Um, no G. Smoking with no G. Yeah. Hope. 
also with no G. Boom. <laughs> You're like, was there supposed to be a G in that? I, I like, look like, wait, is there a G in that? Um, Both, yeah. Jonathan Jones, that dude's awesome, man. Yeah, he's 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 doing some great things in Phoenix. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to, we're going to, this round, um, you know, because we, we plan to do this beer again or a variation of this beer. And we, so this batch, we're going to uh, donate a dollar of every pint to his cause. And um, Eric, I mean, do you want to explain a little more in depth about, because you just had a podcast with Jonathan, talk about a little more like what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I was supposed to have a, a podcast with Jonathan. Oh, I didn't know that. And then I'm pretty sure I had some COVID side effects oh. from the vaccine side effects. I was down and out, dude. Yeah, I was all jacked up. It was not. It was not good times. So thanks for bringing it up, man. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Jonathan and I connected. Um, I don't know, maybe like two, three months ago. So um, it was just one day going through like my Instagram feed and and this. Uh, account pulled up that i follow um and it was like this dude was uh being highlighted on usa today food i'm like oh no shit right you see that usa today logo and you're like, oh shit that's that's awesome so click on it and find out that uh this guy uh, jonathan jones um lives here in phoenix and found out that he's right in anthem so i'm in north phoenix so we're like 10 minutes away so, oh, wow. so for anybody to say they're ten minutes away from Anthem is like, oh shit, man, you're way up there. Yeah, right? you're, you're up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I reached out to him like, dude, like, like this is awesome, man. Like, this is awesome what you're doing. I started digging into it, and and he has this organization called Smoke and Hope, which is, and, and if you go to their Instagram, it just says a cookout that everyone's invited to. Yeah. So, really, what it kind of started off as was uh he loved barbecuing loved doing like backyard barbecues and they would make food and i feel like if i recall correctly they had some friends that were going to come over so he was making all this food and then like a couple people bailed and he's like well what are we going to do with all this food so basically that transitioned to him saying let's feed the community man yeah whoever's hungry like let's yeah. let's make some things and um you know I, I hopefully i'm not you know uh sharing any of his trade secrets or anything like that but when we were talking he was like dude what like let's make uh giving back like you know cool right yeah. let's add some pizzazz to it let's add some style to it and let's yeah. you know some personality to it not saying that that doesn't exist at this point but um we could I mean, all use more of that yeah yeah exactly but, the branding aspect um, of it, the marketing aspect of like, it and yeah i mean obviously we'll talk in a different episode about like some of the things we're working on but this is what this we intend this beer to be yep. is something that helps bring good times, good conversations, wholesome community together. Yeah, um, and that's what we do, and what we focus on here at Flying Bassett is you come in. You know, we're kid friendly, we're pet friendly. Um, you know, we have food, beer. Yeah, we've got Great plenty patio. of space. Man, and we just covered that. We just thing. covered that. Oh yeah. man, it takes the heat off that thing. I'll tell is you. It what. Does it? I was here a couple of weeks away when you put it. You just put it up. Does it work? Yeah. Yeah. It. it I mean, it, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that it's like a good like 15, 20 degrees cooler on the patio. That's big time. Yeah, we installed some new lights and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, we our our tap room like we we get. I would say like twenty five to thirty percent of our like guest flow every week is like newcomers maybe out of town um you know it could be a snowbird it could be you know just some someone wanting to check out new breweries this that and the other um 
someone coming for, you know, like a wing Wednesday or whatever we, we have going on. Yeah. But I, I would almost say like 70 to 75% of our guests that come into our establishment, they are within like a five mile community radius. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and that's huge. You know, like when I was at Helton, very, very diverse audience that goes in there. It's yep. wonderful. And, but I would say like a good 60% of the people that you see, you see almost every day or every other day because they're regulars. Sure. You yeah. know, it's like I don't drive to Helton very often because I'm like 40 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> well, like yeah. on my birthday, I was like, all right, we're going up there. I'm going to have me a crispy boy, you know? And yeah, then, yeah. And then I had some of those, and then we went over to Goldwater. I love those guys, too. And then and then it's like that's what I want to do on my birthday, right? So, like, yeah. I, I will drive out of my way to go do certain things. But, like, you know, like where I live now, it's like, okay, like, I feel like most people stick to like a five mile radius. It's sure. Like, okay. Like what restaurants are within my reach? You what? want to. If exactly. You, you don't like that. Yeah. That's what, what my wife and I go through is like, we, we will go because we have no other choice. Yeah. But if there's something solid right here, yeah. God damn right. We're going to come Absolutely. all the time. Man. When I, when I lived in, um, in Mesa, I was walking distance to, I mean, a lot of people know, um, this place There's like no signs of it's the pub and grub. Like, it's right. Uh, it's, I don't know what that is. It's on uh, Guadalupe and Alma School, I believe. Okay. Just kind of like a, it's just an old dive bar. Been around yeah. for thirty like something years, man. And like, um, it's literally like, if you if you were walking from Arizona Wilderness, it's like eight minutes. Okay. Yeah. And it's just an awesome place but you know like you go in there and you know everybody sure you know you yeah know, it's not like a lot of newcomers yeah. like everybody, everybody's been coming there for 30 years yeah. you know like that stuff so but you know um, what to expect there's that consistency it's like there's certain things that may vary here and there yeah but for the most part it's it, you know what to because you don't want especially people like you and i that were thinking about shit all the time i want to go somewhere where i don't have like fuck now i have to choose between 62 items on the menu that i've never seen before yeah exactly <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with um, that, but well, I mean, no, I, I totally understand, like, because, like, you know, like, sometimes, like, adding, like, an extra step in the thought process can, like, yeah. ignite some stress you don't need, right? If you're just trying to wind down, like, I just want to go have beer. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, come check us out. Like, yeah. we got beer, <laughs> you know? We got beer, we got um, food. But ultimately, everything that we're, that we're talking about, you know, with Smoke and Hope and with, you know, this beer and with what we're trying to do... You know, not only are we trying to just survive and 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 continue on the path to, to making this this brewery something, you know, better and better every day. Yeah. Because you know, like we're not perfect, but we're always going to strive to be better. And yeah. that's and that's what we're doing with our product, our branding, our social media. Um, and this is one of those steps that we can continually just progress towards. And I think it's a great, great cause. You know, yep. I mean. The, the world, I mean, not even just the U.S., but the world, lo- like, right now is just so divided. And we have a platform at which we can do something more than just, like, per se, someone just individually. Sure. That, you know, it's like, hey, we have X amount of followers. We have, like, you know, your podcast reaches X amount of people, and you start putting the math together. It's like, wow, we could, you know, branch this out and reach, like an audience to really bring something forth, which is community. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. the biggest thing with this beer that I'm, I'm excited about is just, you know, like, Hey, let's release a beer. Let's 
and let's put some money back in. Like, you know, the community so far has been very great to us. And, yeah, as, as much as, you know, we don't all we have all the money to just toss out. Like, yeah. hey, you know, we, we can. We can't. We are in a position right now to where we can give back. Sure. And, and, yeah. and we want to. Well, and, and to help Jonathan grow for what he's doing. like And, and uh, what I kind of, when I described it, I realized it was like pretty general terms, right? But basically what they do is they, they make food. Um, I saw the other day they have certain places that are not are donating food. So yep. they'll basically create meals, like in a, you know, a meal container in a bag, and they'd set up somewhere. And it's like, if you're hungry, if you're walking around, here. There's you food, go. right? There's no, there's no, uh, you know, it, it's very simplified. It's just like, hey, we're making food if you're hungry. Yeah. And we're not going to go run you through this, this ringer of like, well, why are you hungry? What are you doing? Like, here's these, res- here's a pamphlet, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, not saying, yeah. you know, but just it, he, Jonathan's just like, dude, there's a, a very positive guy. Very, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so. and everybody can be a little more positive these days. I know yep. we're all going through, we're all, we're, everybody goes through stuff. Yeah. We're always going through something. Um, but to hopefully you know bring out a beer and something that's going to continually just i guess you could just say just like reinforce the message sure you know, like a vehicle for the message right exactly just, yeah um so you come in have a good beer hang out um you know like put your phone down enjoy mm-hmm. your time yeah you know good stuff yeah, it is yeah. so i think that's really where we're at and um, we've got some we've got some really cool things happening over here, and we're going to continue to do so, and we will continue to really just push forward. It's all we can yeah, do. For um, sure. And look for inspiration and just keep moving forward, man. Dude, haka shakalaka. Yeah, right, man. haka all the way, <laughs> baby. Well, so just real quick before we wrap up, the, the, the reason – that I threw out Hakka. Like, so that was something you'd said you'd never heard of it. And there's a lot of people who had never heard of it, but the reason I, I had heard of it was just really by chance. And so when I was in high school, it's the weirdest thing. So I worked, I, I played in this, you know, our school was, I graduated with like a hundred people, 120 people, right? Okay. Super small school. Um, our sports program were, was pretty decent, but we were 20 minutes from Youngstown state. So I don't know if you know much about sports, but Youngstown state, Jim Trestle, who ended up becoming the coach for Ohio State, won a national championship. Dude's a legend, right? So he brought Youngstown State, this local college that's in, like, for decades, the worst, like, murder rate per capita in the country. Right? Like, his place is – Youngstown, Ohio is a a fucking – bad motherfucker right yeah. so um so put you on the map uh, yeah 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 that was it was a crazy place man so so when i was in high school um somehow we got the offensive coordinator who was the offensive coordinator at youngstown state when they won a national college championship division to whatever they were we got him as our offensive coordinator right and it was like holy shit like how do we get this guy right yeah but the best thing that he brought to the whole thing was a pregame ritual where he would come like we'd all stretch and you know you know in football you're divided to 50 yard line for pregame you got one team on one side one on the other side each team stretches you know yeah. maybe at the end you do some jumping jacks and say your school name right uh dude mark asher this dude brought the fucking thunder man so he would come he would run across the field and he would do like these tribal sayings and then he'd pound his chest and then yeah. we would repeat them and we pound our chest and it was intense man it <laughs> oh, was yeah. intense it didn't help us winning because like once the game started then the play calling was horrible and then we you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no um but so it got me i'm like dude well like what is that like so i yeah. remember years later like researching into it and and i found haka 
And I was like, oh, dude, that's badass. Then yeah. you see the New Zealand All Blacks pounding their legs. And, dude, rugby players are the baddest fucking people on the planet. Dude, they are. Even was, more than I, UFC. I, watched, I, watched I think even more than UFC. Dude, I watched some videos of these guys. Yeah. And it's like I never really paid attention to rugby. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, researching haka. And, like, I was like, oh, of course, I was, like, really focusing on, like, the haka movement. You know, the dun, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, I think the kiwi birds on the label are, like. Um, you know, like huge. Yeah. Um, just so you know, the like kiwi bird is like like a very big symbol for the Maori tribe and and in New Zealand. So there's. But it's a it's a it's a it's an odd bird too, literally. Yeah. Because it's well, and it, and big it's not, and it's and it not can't fly. Exactly, and it's not yeah. it's not a big bird. You know, it's a weird looking bird. So honestly, big bird. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do a big bird blonde yeah. one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. Big bird blonde. All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll use the Bissell <laughs> Brothers logo, the oh Big Bird God. Blonde. You oh, know. my God. Ah, shit. Yeah. Here we go getting sued. <laughs> uh, but, no, it was the bird, like the, the Kiwi bird, national bird of New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that we've found a great way to depict their, like, whole deal. But, you know, on the label, um, you know, the birds are, it's kind of like the all blacks, right, you know, on yep. the label. Uh, so it's it's kind of taking inspiration from all aspects. But, uh yeah, then I started watching the rugby players, yeah. and I was like, "Holy cow, these guys are just like beasts! They're insane!" Like, you did know? you find the one guy, the caveman? I'm trying to look him up right now. Who? That guy is. Hold on, I'm gonna. You you tell me what you saw, caveman. I mean, I, I saw like you know like broken bones and blood and crazy stuff, and they just keep going. Oh yeah, this guy. So this is a Frenchman, Sebastian Cabal, Chabal, French guy, right? No, I mean, no offense to the French, but I never thought the best rugby player of all time would be French. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, look at this guy. Dude, this guy was oh, the beast. That guy, right? I saw I saw him in one of the videos. I didn't yeah. know that was his name. Oh, dude, that guy was a, a savage. Like, they, yeah. yeah, like, you know, just... Just just, just, just nuts, man. Yeah. Just absolutely nuts. Like, and, and, So I agree, man. Those guys are crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's like... I mean, like, I couldn't imagine. No pads, and they're doing they're yeah. doing the same thing NFL players are doing. Yeah, except but. like you watch the NFL, and it's like, or even like professional basketball. You know, like you get you barely get like flicked, and they're like, <gasps> you know, oh, and oh my god, and it's like, come on, man, just get up. Like, and you watch the rugby players, and you're like, yeah. I can get behind this. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You knocked my teeth out. How many you got left? Twenty-four. Yeah, yeah shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, well, no, dude, I I love it. Well, for the the just the idea behind it, it has been great, um, but then you execute this beer, dude. This thing is this is fantastic. You you nailed this because it's uh, very drinkable, and it is uh, beautiful color. Color is yeah. So um, you know the, the the beauty of this beer, I think for for me is and, and for like what we're doing, not only the community aspect, but. I love when, you know, like, I, I can't, like, our Honey Hef, it's, like, one of our flagships. I can't go, like, being like, I don't want to do this, do it, right? Yeah. Um, no. I've got to, like, consistency, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So anytime you get a chance to, like, play or do something different, it's always, like, awesome. Like, yeah. just being able to, like, do something new. Um, and one of the things that I, I've I've been striving for, and, and I don't know, I mean, I think that any brewer that was listening to this podcast would be like, I know the struggle, you know, the, the, the <laughs> struggle, um, but talking about hazy IPAs, it's like, okay, like, so obviously this is a session hazy, um, low IBUs, but when you're 
there's so many ways to get like the haze into a beer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then there's also like so many ways to do it right, so many ways to do it wrong. I hope I've done this one right. Um, but I've always seen like some beers, like when you pour a beer out of a can or out of a, uh, into a glass, like some of them are like dull. Hmm. And the same thing goes with like a hef. Like sure. sometimes they're dull. And I, meaning kind of going more towards like a darker hue, more than exactly. more than brightness. It's you more know, of like it's, a it's a fall color, not a summer color. So with this beer, um, one of the things that when we would brew it the day I was explaining to you like between like red wheat and white wheat, yeah, you know, like red wheat's kilned and and has a little bit more of like that like just looking at it, it has like a reddish tint to it. Yep. So you know we we subbed out a a, a bag of. Uh, white wheat for red wheat and you know we're still going to get around the same efficiency out of that bag but we just want to see like how like one bag of red wheat into it could help brighten the beer now like normally our hazies are like like two row wheat and like oats and some other you know adjuncts or whatever we're putting in there this one is very simple it's just you know just uh, pilsner malt so we we wanted to chase a little bit of the lighter side so pilsner uh, white wheat touch of red wheat and some oats yeah very simple kept it clean focused on our salt profile you know our our our, our, uh, our chloride ratio on there um and then the end of boil like our hops additions in there and then the, the dry hopping um you know it's not like we like packed it with like dry hops it's like double dry hop but like in stages and, yeah. and really focusing on 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 the vibrance of of what we could do you know there's a lot of matsuika in there um, you know, the, the, the way we like the time in which we added the bittering hops and everything else. But I think overall, um, I'm happy with the beer. It's, it's a very like different citrus forward beer for me, I, I per se, or I would say. And then, um, the, some of the like bittering qualities I think are, 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 are different. Okay. Um, and I, I really enjoy them. So I'm yeah, I know. Rob, you can't take him anywhere. No. Um, and this guy flies planes. Yeah. Planes full of people rely on you. <laughs> He's like, you can't even hear me. That's another concern. So He's not listening. He's not listening. <laughs> Mike is. Uh, well, Shh, Mike. Shh. Regardless, <laughs> dude, you nailed the beer. You I nailed, appreciate it. You nailed the beer, um, man. And, you know. and, I, and I mean, you know, it's a, it's a continuing thing, and it goes yeah. back to that, you know, uh, tracking your steps and this and that where yeah. if there's like all right, i wanted this and that you can go back and you can say all right i can do this yeah. to change well, and that. the nice thing about like brewing a beer like this so it's obviously we want to be a good beer right yeah. you want a great beer you want people to enjoy it and love it and appreciate what you've created but being able to do stuff like this where all you're doing is thinking about like how the community is going to love it and yeah. how it's going to bring people together yeah is kind of teaching you a lesson about like you know progress over perfection yep yep and by by doing that it's like i can sit here and go like all right like a year ago like i wasn't even able to brew because we were shut down yeah and then a year prior to that it's like i had just left like helton and i didn't know like you know like when you're brewing at helton like people are always like oh dude you're at helton that's awesome that's awesome that's awesome and then you know, you, you think you're leaving the brewing community and now you're kind of like in it, but you're not in it, you know, yeah. part time. And so and then then I backtrack like to when I first started volunteering at Helton and then 
home brewing. And so like for me, like to be able to present like a canned beer that's got a label I've designed and has is driving, you know, traffic and sales and, and anything that we can positively to this brewery and this, yeah. this brand, it's the progress over perfection. Nobody's ever going to make the perfect beer. Yeah. I mean, do you want like, Nobody. I don't. No. I mean, I've had. I, I won't say any names, but I've had so many beers from so many breweries, and like one batch or one can might taste this way, and the next batch it tastes a little bit different. And I think that everyone's out there just trying to do a kick-ass job to keep their business running. Yep. Keep everything, uh, the damn wheels on the track. You know, it's like COVID rewrote your whole operating procedures. Like you can't do this no more because, well, COVID. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And. <laughs> So, like, everything that we've dealt with and where we're at, like, honestly, like, the progression of me and, you know, just trying to figure out, okay, I've got to manage a brewing schedule. I've got to do all the orders and do all the graph design and all the marketing. Like, I'm the one-man band on production here. Yeah. That to see that in a can, pack tech, sitting there, ready to go, like, that shows progress. Yeah. And yeah. we are we are moving this brand forward, and that's that's a beautiful thing. And then when people come to have it, and they they try it, and they take it home, they can sit there and they can be like, "Wow, man! Like this is like portion of this is going to something greater." And I didn't even have to do anything significant to contribute to it, other than just showing up and having a pint, enjoying a pint, exactly. enjoying something. Delicious. I got to sit yeah. down with like my wife and kids, or you know, my grandpa or grandma or, you know, like my girlfriend or whatever the situation may be, yeah. have a pint. And it's like, you're sitting there enjoying it. And it's like, wow, you know, like, dude, like, like I just donated a dollar. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's very small, but then you stack up the amount of pints we can sell and it's something bigger. And I yeah. think that's, I think that's the biggest message right there. Just, you know, spreading positivity, those good vibes and just bringing everyone and anything together because everything is so divided right now. For sure. So I For think sure. that's a big I think that's a big key to it. So Love it, ma'am. Love it. Well dude, cheers. I would cheers I have no beers left. Yeah, you well, don't we cheers can. at the end anyways, yeah, right? Yeah, nah, absolutely. Man. Nah. Well, dude, I appreciate you bring me on board for this. This is I, I mean, it's exciting because this is just the beginning of Yeah, what, I think we'll just continue continue this and find more avenues to, you know, not just with smoke and hope, but other individuals that wanna make an impact in their local communities because you know locals where it starts and yep and do what we can whether it's the same beer a different beer this beer flipped upside down sideways and out the door i don't care yeah, like yeah. whatever it is as <laughs> long as it's good drinkable and it's and, it, and, it, and, it, and it's good for the cause then i think we'll just keep it going because yeah. that's what we need yeah. everybody needs to come together and to to, to really just drive the local community because that's yeah. what's gonna that's where we're at that's where it starts. Support local. Absolutely. Yep. As much as possible. I know it's difficult sometimes. Yeah, you it know. is, dude. I fucking love Chipotle, you know, but. <laughs> we all love Amazon, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. I Amazon this shit, free shipping, <laughs> two days, like, whatever, right? Well, but, it was shipped to my house, so it is technically local, yeah. right? <laughs> so, I mean, you no, know, no, but, yeah, the but, yeah. in, but on the same sense, it's like, you know, like, um, the, you know, just to, to give a spin on that, it's like, you know, like, a lot of, a lot of times like you know you think like well it's amazon but like man like 
right across the street from us is a huge Amazon outlet. And this guy's a local business guy. Sure. Yeah. And he, they have all these Amazon deals. And it's like, yeah, you're purchasing from Amazon, but like he has like his own service that delivers. Yeah. And they deliver something like when he came in, because like he uses our parking lot and stuff sometimes and uh, to park their vehicles. And they deliver like 6,000 packages a day out That's of this. It's a local business. Out of this house. Right. But it's yeah. a local business, and he's employing local guys. And it's like, you know, like, as much as, you know, you want to, like, there's it's just weird. I guess it's just perception. But, sure. you know, like, by people buying stuff, it's like you're employing, like, 15, 20 guys out there just, like, rolling yeah. vans. Con. I mean, you should see it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and the guys are super cool, and they've, they've been really nice. And Well, um, I mean, well, think about it this way, too, right? As a, as a local business, like, if you, every purchase you made, every every outgoing payment that you made was local just to be local like unless you've got that income you can't do that right you have to you have to like all right you know what i can get three stainless steel bowls on amazon for a buck 20 or i can go to this place for 12 bucks to get them like i'm gonna get it and then that's gonna go back into your right because you're building your local business to to create that yeah well and a lot of local businesses also too can dive into and and you know you you have to do your research on what you can and cannot do but like obviously we can't ship beer but um you know there's a lot of like um like little like coffee companies and soap companies and roasters and things like that that do stuff and they could start selling and like distributing on like you know like you got like Etsy and Amazon uh, and all yeah, these yeah. other things so you can take different avenues of revenue and i mean cuz right now we live in a time where like as much as people want to get out and go and do and support and do this there's also the other side of the line where like as much people were like I'm just going to go and do, and I'm going to get out there. Like, there's a big part of the crowd that's like, I'm not ready for that yet. Sure. Yeah. And you have to respect that. Yep. And, you have, and that's why, like, getting a, a canning line to package so that way, you know, and putting a cooler by the front door and, like, setting it up to where people can come in and be like, hey, I don't want to, like, come all the way in, but I want to, you know, blah, blah. And then we come up and take your, you know, yeah. your to-go order, and you, you walk out with a four-pack. Yeah. So, you know, there there's, like, a it's like a double-edged sword and, like, a fine line between, like, sure you know like avenues of this that and the other you know so yep yep all crazy things we could talk about this all day and <laughs> we break could. this down we 15 yeah, different yeah. ways but i think that you know uh, i think at the end of the day we're we're doing something great here and we're going to just sure. continue to do that so awesome good stuff dude appreciate it ma'am let's wrap this up yeah. um i gotta get a video of pouring me one more beer before I go get, pick up my kids from the school bus. Just kidding. Oh. They walk home. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, appreciate it, man. Yeah, really for sure. looking forward to uh, for dude, more projects. And yeah. Just keeping this project rolling, man. And April 30th. April th- yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah, April 30th here at Flying Bassett. Uh, all day, right? You guys open at noon? Yeah, we, we open at noon tap. that day. Um, so we're not going to tap the beer until April 30th. We'll have it... Uh, kegged off ready to go on tap we'll have the uh cans ready to go so you can come uh, in yeah and then uh we're still waiting to kind of hear back from our distributor but arizona beer insider is picking up a a percentage of this beer and it'll be available at um various tap rooms and organizations that that can sell and 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 distribute so nice um we will i'm not sure how much sure um but you know again it's the first batch yeah and we'll uh We'll just keep it rolling, man. But boom, there it is. Look at this all labeled. Look at that. These guys just killed it. Jeez.
Team. <laughs> uh, so uh, merch too. So we're gonna you're gonna have uh, some hopefully yeah. the idea is to have some some t-shirts uh, on the day. Of- yeah, I think right now we have there should be about. 40 shirts, various sizes, because we don't know how, like, we didn't know, like, well, how many are you going to buy? We don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like, 40 shirts, I think, is what we ordered, um, various sizes. Um, we're looking at, uh, you know, possibly giving a portion of, like, our merch proceeds as well to, to just kind of back that. Yeah, um, nice, dude. As far as, like, anything goes into distribution, I don't know, like how we're going to really manage that but as far as in-house like retail sales we talked about maybe distribution of shirts no as oh, far as i, I can fuck dude that distribution of shirts sounds horrible man um yeah i couldn't imagine <laughs> but uh you know we'll, we'll kind of like just kind of take it from there and, and, and kind of move forward but well yeah. i mean the best thing is follow, follow flying bassett on social media yeah. keep you guys updated about all the stuff absolutely all the specials you have the fucking reuben is legit that's my yeah. choice here all right. See, I'm I'm a Cuban guy, man. Uh, Love a good Cuban sandwich. Yeah. Well, dude, Brian Helton said he has the best Cuban in Phoenix. Oh man. <laughs> you said it's been a, it's been a couple years since I had the Cuban. I don't know if they have the Cuban. I don't anymore, even know. They have, well, if so, I need legit, to make my man. way there because I, I don't legit, remember. Dude. I don't, yeah. You know what? I do remember having the Cuban there, but I don't know if it's still available. Or the best. Shit. You listen to this, Brian? Brian, you listening? I'm picky, man. I'm picky, picky. So, anyways, yeah, you, man. We'll uh we'll just kind of keep it moving and uh but April thirtieth yep. we will release this bad boy cans will be available draft available um we're gonna hope that merch is ready and available yeah um it should be but uh, yeah we're kind of you know cutting down to the wire and we'll make it happen beautiful appreciate it ma'am right, appreciate let's, you let's give me another one right yeah for sure <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>